The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Welcome back to another episode, everyone. This was a very special bonus episode that we wanted to release uh, just to get some of our main supporters involved. And uh, these are the Patreon uh, subscribers that uh, give us between three and ten dollars a month, uh, you know, just to support our work. And we wanted to get their thoughts out a little bit, Uh, get into a lot of different topics here, talk about religion politics um you know spirituality which is a little different uh ghosts drugs um spirits all kinds of different shit we go into a lot of different tangents um we had a a few audio issues throughout the episode but that's gonna happen uh from what i'm told from my producer and my co-host here that um there is going to always be some issues when you have like five or more people involved um but i mean all in all great episode um, but you know, we do a lot of our episodes for the listeners as well as ourselves, but this one was for the Patreon subscribers because, uh, again, just wanted to get some of their thoughts out and a lot of them could start up podcasts and they'd be better than a lot of podcasts that I've heard. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, this is a fun one. I hope you all enjoy it. Uh, but what did you think about this one, man? Just a fun conversation with some cool people. Yeah, dude. Yeah, part of part of my being here is just my interest in uh, in society, and uh, and yeah, and, and this entire community is inter- introducing me to a, a a big and important part of it. Something that will be written about in the history books. Uh, you know, you guys will, will have your own category in in those um, in those college textbooks. So no, it's it's great. Uh, obviously, every dollar of support is is right at this point just getting right back into the podcast. And that someone would go about like not buying themselves maybe some coffee and instead sending it to us. It's like a really small thing, but it, it does mean a lot to us. And just to get just to put faces to the uh, to the dollars is is really really nice. They're uh, they are the patrons. They get all the ex all the access to the extra content. If anybody else is interested in coming along, we're going to. I think uh, as we've done before, 
make this kind of a, 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 a thing. We need to talk to the, the, the listeners yeah. and supporters more regularly because a lot of our ideas and a lot of our interactions come from just the listeners just putting in their two cents. So we appreciate uh, the two cents and the $3 and the $10. Guys, hit us up on uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash Dangerous World Podcast if you'd like to be part of the patron crew. Very well said there, man. And uh, we can't go, we can't do an intro anymore without just letting you know to uh, get, go over there to uh, dangerousworldstore.com. Uh, check out the shirts. We're going to be coming out with new products all the time over there. Um, but as you know, guys, we're, we're still continuing to grow the show. We are going to do these Patreons um, up to, you know, two or three times a year, depending on how many people sign up. Uh, good amount of people over there right now. And, uh, you know, we had a few of them uh, sign up for this conversation and we just shoot the shit. And it's a very uh, candid conversation and uh, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of uh, ideas explored, some questions uh, directed at all of the people participating um, and it, just a fun, fun thing. So hope you guys enjoy this bonus episode. And uh, we are getting back to our two episode a week schedule. And, uh, you know, we, we, we ran into some tough times because we were trying to, uh, you know, get some more, uh, you know, avenues out there that we can interact with you all. Um, so, you know, feel free to, uh, just support in any way that you can guys, if you don't have the $3 and you're a broke fuck, just leave a five-star review on uh, Apple iTunes, whether you got to take your mom or dad's phone, if you got an Android, uh, get your hands on an iPhone and leave a five-star review on the iTunes uh, version of uh, uh, your podcatchers out there. Uh, but thank you guys. And uh, we hope that you enjoy it. Well, cool. No, I mean, uh, like I was saying, man, I appreciate all you guys just hopping on, just uh, talking some shit with us here. Um, you guys were talking about right now, how the pendulum is going to be swinging back with like this woke shit and the racism. Um, that shit is going to definitely blow up in people's faces. I, I kind of do worry about like minority groups actually for the future um, because all of that, all of this anger is going to go right back to them, dude. But what were you saying, Matt? No, it's just, you see it across the board. You know, you see it in Disney, you see it with Coke, you see it with all these people that, you know, you push too far and eventually it's going to, it's going to bite you and, and it's going to come back to normalcy because I mean, we're just we're in crazy times right now. It's it's comical. And like you were saying with the audit, you know, it's kind of ironic that during this audit, there's a gas shortage. You know, there's every there's all these distractions to try yeah. to, to pull the attention away from Arizona when, you know, that's kind of like the Wizard of Oz. You know, that might be the peak behind the curtain that we, we get to see that opens a lot of people's eyes that everything isn't on the up and up when it comes to that kind of stuff. And that's not the only area. Yeah, exactly. that's exactly that's exactly right, Matt. Uh, we're getting distracted everywhere, everywhere from every direction. We're getting distracted uh, because they don't want us to. Know. And it's not just the Arizona vote audit. I mean, it's I mean, we know that's a big deal, right? There's a lot of people that are still bird boxing there. They're, they're refusing to take their <laughs> blindfold off and see what the fuck is going on. But uh, but yeah, so we're, we're keeping our eyes on it, though. We're not getting distracted. You know, we have we have a same thing going on in New Hampshire, my state. You know, same exact thing going on. Now they just picked up where uh, I guess the Wisconsin state legislator voted. They're going to do a vote audit there, too. Now, now, what's the one common thread with all these states, right? They're all swing states. Yep. Well, New you Hampshire got, isn't necessarily a swing state, is it? Or do they swing? New Hampshire New Hampshire is a swing state, yes. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Hell yeah. So so what states are we all in? Daryl, where are you at, man? Is it pretty, pretty Canada. Liberal? 
What's that? I'm on Club Canada, Vancouver. Oh shit! Okay, so you're not. I mean, dude, you guys are heavily, heavily locked down then, like big time. Yeah, we so just that's... had a little, uh, little protest downtown today. Probably like five, ten thousand show up. On the west coast, it's not bad. Like it's pretty slack here, but like you know, uh, Quebec and Ontario are just fucking straight north of Germany. Well, yeah, dude, isn't Ontario pretty liberal? Yeah, like that most all Canada is, and everybody's pretty docile too, right? Everyone's got a lot of faith in the government up here. Yeah, wow. Alberta's Alberta's really bad too. Yeah, BC's kind of like a BC in the uh, like Saskatchewan and Manitoba are kind of been pretty slack compared to the rest of the country. Interesting. Luckily, I haven't listened to any of it the whole time. But <laughs> Brandon, how do you feel about us all saying how bad something is when it's liberal? I, I was just saying, I love how you guys <laughs> will start it off with, you know, it's not about left and right, blue and red. You guys, you got to break out of this. But those fucking liberals, I'll tell you what, bitches. No, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's. I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. It's, it's very similar to the. Uh, you guys uh, uh, call out the lefties, as you should, I think, for using the, the racist word too much. And guess who yeah. will come out first and say, that, what's a racist policy? A racist policy. Look at the Biden administration. Bruh, bruh, bruh. I think that that pendulum uh, analogy works a little bit too well and in maybe some ways that you guys don't foresee. And maybe you won't uh, when history looks back on it. But happy to have all you guys here and uh, especially happy for your, for your patronage, I got to say. And, uh, and uh, we're reaching international with this, man, Daryl. So, so, so thanks for joining <laughs> us, especially, man. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. And then, so, I, Ron, I know you're in New Hampshire. Matt, where are you at? New York? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I don't know why I thought New York. I saw, dude, I saw how you're posting pictures of, of your kid playing baseball, and people are all upset about the mask, dude. And it's like, dude, you got to get the kid out to get some exercise and, like, be as normal as they'll allow. You know what I mean? And it's bad up here. I mean, yeah. they we we got a lot of uh, liberal colleges up up around here, you know, oh, with UMass and, and UMass Amherst, and 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 so it's heavy liberal here. So we'll be one of the last to unmask up here. But what we do is we we don't let the kids wear it over their nose. Sure. Um, we make them, you know, every whenever they're not around, everybody take it off. I mean, it's just yeah. and I I've, it's funny because I started really slowly getting in with the parents and saying, Hey guys, don't you think something's up with this? And a lot of them now are like, man, I didn't think so. But now that you mention it, it does seem kind of fishy, you know, <laughs> and it's great. Cause now we're starting to wake them up. And I'm like, I'm like, do you, and so at our practices, when we're at our place, we don't wear anything. Yeah, Nobody does. But when we go to other towns, you know, we have to, but I, I don't, I don't even do it. I'm I wear it on my chin. You, you know, guys, like Matt is in Massachusetts. I'm in New Hampshire. So Massachusetts and New Hampshire are very much intertwined states. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of people in New Hampshire work in Mass and vice versa. And, and what's really weird is that now Mass, Mass has a lot of mandates that New Hampshire has actually been lifting, right? Matt, you know what I'm talking about. So, so New Hampshire has lifted all kinds of mandates. As a matter of fact, uh, right now, I'm out at one of my favorite Mexican watering holes, and they've got all their patios open and everything like that. I mean, they still want you to wear a mask while you're walking, which makes like zero fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's like, like, like I was just in the bar with my wife and a couple of our friends, and I stood up with my mask on. I go, safe, unsafe, safe, <laughs> unsafe. And then I sit in my high top chair, which is like literally two inches down or six inches down. And I'm like, I take my mask off, perfectly safe. And they're just shaking their heads. My wife's like, don't start with your shit. Yeah, but, dude, I but, saw something crazy on the freaking, on the White House Instagram, on the POTUS Instagram, I should say. And um, it was just like a generic message, a picture, blue background with white text saying, 
that now if you're fully vaccinated, you can take off your mask. And the comments were disturbing, dude. I mean, you just go through and you see, I'm not ready yet. Now I don't trust the CDC and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, like, and, and people are praising the fact that you can take the mask off like you were forced to in the first place. So I just find it, I find this kind of this idea of people feeling like that mask is a binky or something oh, to be totally. very interesting. Like a blankie with a kid. A security a blanket. Yep. Can, exactly, I, dude. can I ask it's now sad. that it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. now that it's been. That, that they, they wear the mask so that nobody identifies them as being a conservative. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even, even, yeah. Even that fucking cuck David Hogg had posted that on one of his, probably his twatter. And he said that, uh, you know, whatever, I'm fully vaccinated. Everything's good. Of course, I'm paraphrasing, but everything's good. Everything's good. But I'm still going to continue to wear my mask so nobody confuses me with a conservative. And, and I put in the comments where I said, I said, we're all pretty sure that we know you're not a conservative. Everybody knows that you're nothing but a big cock. Well, yeah, isn't he so, terrified of guns? Yep. Uh, he's a big pussy. Anyway. Didn't he go, I mean, he went through one little school shooting and now he's afraid of guns. It's bullshit, dude. But well, he, uh, yeah, he, even there. He, he wasn't even there. He rode his bike back. He rode his bike to get there. It's questionable that he was even there. Green screened in. Yeah. Let me ask now that now that that now that that, those recommendations have been lifted because I remember uh, a good six months ago around that time this crowd was was saying you know they're 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 never going to take it away they're never going to take it away Uh, it's going to get worse yeah so now that it has I'm I'm wondering in your guys' mindset is have they just done their job like they've gotten enough people uh, vaxxed up with the the nanotech and shit now or what what is what's the rationale behind them saying like okay now that that stuff is is done you guys can you guys can go so what's what's that look like there's going to be a second wave distraction there's going to be a second wave and they're going to blame everybody that didn't wear a mask and didn't get their vaccine and then it's going to be even harder i wanted to get to you too man um you're in missouri correct big daddy yeah, I'm in uh, Dexter, Missouri, um, okay. Trump country over here. Um, yeah. They removed the mask mandates last year, and even the school about a month ago removed the mask mandate, so the students don't even have to wear masks anymore. And it's basically back to normal. We've been living our normal since I'd say last summer. Nice. Well, and that and that that to me is crazy, dude. That like like I'm saying, just how pe- how scared people are. And and to Brandon's point, just to get back to that. Um, I was super wrong because I thought after the election was over, I thought the masks were going to go away. That's what I thought. Um, we did say that, Ryan. We did say that. Hey, let yeah. me tell you, Ron, Ron Stradamus is going to tell you what's going to happen. Oh, let's hear it. So, all right. So, so now we already know that Fauci is going down. Rand Paul nuked him at them Senate hearings the other day. And uh, now that stuff's getting exposed. Now we're finding out that. Fauci's company's been investing in the Wunan lab in this whole deal. I listened to a couple of shows from Dell Bigtree. He had a guy on here talking. They've been working on this since 2006. So, so they know they know everything's getting exposed. They know it's a big horse shit story. And now they're doing exactly what Matt and I were saying. They're backpedaling. And now what they're going to do is they're going to say, well, you know what? You're fully vaccinated, so you don't have to wear a mask now. However, uh, all the COVID spikes are from people that are fully vaccinated. So how the fuck does that play into it, right? So, so I mean, now they're just going to say, you know, basically that it's over. You know, you give them a couple of months, we get into summer, uh, people are going to start getting out, getting some vitamin D. I mean, it was beautiful here today, almost 80. Uh, yeah. This COVID thing is just going to go away, you know. And, and yes, come flu season, we'll probably have another wave. And I think we've already had the 
But now they're talking this Indian variant, and they're just going to keep coming up with these bullshit variants or whatever. <laughs> and I think, and I think, and I think, just like in our state, you know, you know, every week, every week, week the uh, restrictions get less and less. And you know, we start getting into July, August. People, are, people got COVID fatigue. We're all set. We're done playing this fucking bullshit game. Well, wait uh, till some other kind of with our lives. wait till something else pops up that's going to make people not be able to go outside. Like this is when, like in May. Last year, this is when the Floyd incident happened, right? And people were down to riot like crazy because the weather was nice in 80% of the country. And then what happened when it started cooling off everywhere? People started chilling out. You know what I mean? Um, and then uh, to to your point too, Ron, with Fauci and all them, this whole thing, believe it or not, Brandon, it ties back to the Obama administration where he sold the gain-of-function technology and the research to the Wuhan lab. So, I mean, this could go back to to all of these guys at some point. Um, do I think Obama's going to see the inside of a jail cell? No, um, he probably should. Um, but at the same time, man, like I'm not putting all my confidence in Trump like a lot of people like to do. I think um, I think a lot of these guys up there are, are pretty fucked up, man. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, anyone else that wants to get involved with, with what we're saying here, I just find it interesting uh, that we like I don't pointing see- the side at the fingers at the other side. Go ahead, Justin. I don't see Fauci stepping down until the mainstream media turns on him. And then that'll be a signal that he's getting ready to step down. Same with Biden. You won't see Biden get impeached until the media turns on him. When it becomes a regular uh, cycle in the news about how he's screwing up this and Israel that, you know, and then you'll know that it's coming. Like his uh, resign- resignation is going to happen soon. And that, that I'm seeing so I think everything ties things. into the medium like that i think i think we're starting to see just the beginnings of that right now justin yeah i think i think we're starting to see the very very beginnings i think the mainstream media knows everybody's been calling their bullshit out and so mm-hmm. and so now they're, they're like okay so maybe we ought to switch gears or we're not gonna have anybody watching us so uh so yeah so so that's so that's uh that that's pretty interesting that whole deal yeah as long as Biden's being praised and fauci's being praised for their whatever they're doing like they're they're safe for now and you and you guys think that we're on the cusp of that, right? Like, I, I understand the idea is stuff has been you guys think stuff is so obviously wrong that it that that, that CNN, uh, NBC try as they might, they just won't be able to pull the wool, the, the wool over our eyes for much longer. And what by this time, two years, three years from now, I'm not asking you guys for a certain date, but at that hard time, hard to say when it'll just be, a it, don't, don't try and put dates on anything. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's the mistake. Everybody tries yeah. to make, Oh, it's going to happen by this day. And then it doesn't happen. And you're like, Oh, well no, give it another six months. Well, I just, well, dude, I, that was I, a big I think, thing. I think though, that it's that's like, uh, that's a bit, don't you guys feel the Nostradamus effects happening there where you can, you can make a, you can make a, 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 a prognostication of some sort. And like some, something happens down the road, maybe 20 years from now. And they look back on this conversation and say, boy, wasn't, wasn't Justin the, with his big brains, wasn't he the smart one uh, mm-hmm. to, to call, to call that, that kind of dynamic out, but it's really nothing. There's really no causal effect between your guys' prognostic. I'm just wondering right. if that, if that is it, if, if your hesitancy to put dates on it is because for the last year and a half, the conspiracy theory community has been putting dates on it and they've gotten it wrong 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 i'm wondering i'm wondering yep. if that's the case here uh, no, you're exactly, you're exactly right brandon no brandon's right and that's why everybody has stopped with the dates that's the whole the whole q thing where 
you know, everybody say, well, by this date, this is going to happen. That date, it's just going to happen. We waited, nothing happened. So, yeah, you, you know, we don't really know what the date's going to be with any of this deal, right? But I mean, we can kind of, kind of give it a forecast by just watching what's going on, right? I mean, mainstream media, they're, they're actually very, very slowly starting to put the brakes on and very, very slowly backpedaling, right? Yeah, and, when you see the talking heads. gets 100% exposed, I don't think anybody's going to be able to hide, to hide that or to try to back him up or whatever. And then, of course, everybody that's involved with Fauci is all going to be the same thing. They're all going to come down at the same time. Uh, and, and, you know, you know, like, like, like uh, Ryan and I were, you know, big Trump supporters, right? And, and the thing is, it's like, I don't... Uh... To Ron's point, though, there was a serious, like, there is a serious tone shift going on with the mainstream media. Like, I have a Microsoft Bill Gates computer, and when you pull up the the main bing uh like you yeah. know like what google would be i'm seeing like anti-biden stuff it, so biden is accused of bashing the blue and then i'm seeing like a few uh you know pro-trump things like you know um trump saying that the 2020 election is not going to be recognized well in history and things like that like you're slowly starting to see these things turn yeah, whether that's a sign i don't know go ahead well, the ratings are tanking i mean cnn's ratings i saw it the other day are the you know even since January have, have dipped, you know, at least 33%. It's, it's just amazing how, you know, and anyone that's still watching it. That, Did they use that number 33%? No, I, I, I think it was around there. It went from like, very interesting, like 800,000. I mean, and you know how they play with the numbers, right? I mean, that's is, what I'm saying with exactly. the 33. Yeah. I wasn't trying to talk any shit, but I just find it interesting that they say, if they were to say 33, you yeah. know, obviously we recognize that as one third, but 33 is a very symbolic number. I know you all know that. Um, but no, I, I mean, dude, th there's some serious shit going on. Daryl, what were you saying? Was there a lot of the uh, the news articles? They said we're, we're using news articles for arguments and points, but they're just written. It's a narrative, right? Like no one can really prove the information behind it. We, we're using that article as the basis. Yeah. What they do, they and put it, articles out. And sometimes it feels like they put an article out on both sides just sure. to get the two sides to oh, argue, right? You know, way. they'll they'll give you a little bit, oh, no masks, no masks. And then all of a sudden Fauci will say, you know, masks are needed for three more things, just to, to get the two sides fighting. Yeah, they're both holding up like bullshit stories to either, you know, either side and they're arguing over a false pretense while something else is happening, you know, somewhere else and nobody even knows exists because they haven't seen the article. Yep, yeah. I, I forget who said it. I think it was Ron actually, that all of the shit that's going on right now seems to like to someone that thinks like myself i do think that it's to get attention off of this audit um a hundred percent i think that's the biggest news that no one's really talking about in the mainstream media and if they are they're just criticizing the cyber ninjas they're they're criticizing the like i saw just a an over the top um like propaganda obviously slanted far to the left like what this insane az audit says for you and the and the democracy of the united states and shit like that to where it's like yeah dude i think in a healthy democracy which you know we're we all know we're a constitutional republic with some de de democratic um properties but in a healthy democracy as they like to say you have to be able to question what's going on um a democracy isn't 57 executive orders in the first week right it, that's not what a democracy is. Um, so when we're seeing Biden do that and then everyone's saying like democracy's back, we can get back to normal. What's back to normal? The Middle East fucking fighting and killing kids and shit like that.
You know what I mean? Like it seems like that's what normal is, but normal's never been that great. Can can I ask? Is I think normal is just politics out of the news, just the twenty four seven outrage, clickbait, and stuff. I think that's sure. the normal people are wanting. I guess there's yeah. a, a larger trend. What are you saying, that's, that's there's a larger trend that's been noted by a whole bunch of uh, public opinion pollsters that people, especially younger people, are just losing faith and losing their their they're falling out of love with the idea of democracy. I think the way that, that Ryan tends to speak about it is a good representation of that from only like 10 years ago, though, I can remember the conservatives talking about how the liberals were the main main ones pushing anti-democracy sentiments. Uh, I know that's 10 years ago. I know that the, 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 the chessboard has been moved around. Can I ask from anyone who wants to jump in? Do you guys see like democracy as being like something that's been historically overhyped, like something that we don't need to ascribe too much towards? I think it's never been anyone. It changes for a lot of people. Like, is that you talking like the democracy call it the tyranny of the majority, right? It could be 51% of one side versus 49 of the other. You're not really that that very small margin uh, that would push one side over the edge to, to give them full reign. That's kind of a poor way to do things. I think that's why the U.S. was set up in, in the, the way it has been to avoid that from happening. Yeah, Does there's that... definitely it, it is. It's ripe for like causing fighting, right? Because again, like you said, forty-nine to fifty-one percent—that's all that it takes. That's going to cause the most division. So uh, it's as unfortunate as it is. I think that it should be like a supermajority is what like the only way that it seems like you can get like a legitimate amount of the population actually excited about a candidate. But that's what I think Trump got, man. Even though I'm not the biggest Trump supporter anymore, I think like it's realistic to think that Trump probably had more like 400 electoral points, in my opinion. What about the first? What about the first time? Yeah, I think it was. (laughs) What you mean? What about in 2016? Yeah, where he spanked Hillary Clinton. I mean, that was he got he got fewer electoral votes than Biden did. That's why I'm asking. So. Oh, sure. But I mean, that was the whole thing was that like, even despite the rigging, there's there's always been election rigging. Right. And this is like, you know, I don't go this far as to thinking like the like what the QAnon people think. But the, the whole QAnon theory is that they're trying to expose the rigged system. Right. And again, yeah. I can't stress how much I don't believe in Q, but it's it's seeming like if their theory is correct, then. Trump knew he got all of the votes that he got. He got a ton of electoral points. Then he steps away because why are you going to run someone like Joe Biden, who is not a leader? He didn't campaign at all. He said things like, I don't need your vote. I need you to support me when I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck does that mean for someone that needs to count on votes? I honestly thought Bernie would win the Democratic nominee. I mean, there's no way Biden got it. It had to be Bernie or possibly Pete Buttigieg, too, because he was pretty big. But one of those two. And, like, and who, who, who voted is, for Biden? Pete Buttigieg is a big CIA shell, I think. But I mean, like, yeah. I, I would, I would, uh, I would That's support Bernie over Biden. Yeah. Go ahead. But in all reality, you got probably the two bottom feeders of the whole Democratic convention. Oh, I mean, yeah. Kamala was the first one out, and Biden. <laughs> if they didn't, it, you know, if you look at his numbers realistically, before they all of a sudden did a complete one eighty. And, and all of a sudden he started moving up. It was him and her were down at the bottom together. Yeah, oh, yeah. you know, Bi- Biden was selected. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I mean, there really wasn't anybody else that was worth a shit 
Uh, like I said before, it would have been nice to see Tulsi do something. Uh, and Daryl's right. I mean, Bernie did good. I mean, look at look at how Bernie got screwed in the 2016 election. You know, by rights, he should have been the one that ran against Trump in that first Trump election. People get excited about Bernie, dude. You know, no one's Bernie's excited about Biden. Though. It's not like AOC he just puts ideas out there just to kind of like push the narrative so much further left. And it sounds great in, in theory, but to actually implement it, he doesn't have a plan to implement. It's like, we're going to get here, but how do we, there's no way to actually get there. Does that, yeah. does that work across, he's selling, he's selling, uh, does that work across longer times selling, though? Hold up, hold up, Ron. Does that work across longer times though? <laughs> like you guys know how Abraham Lincoln was like hard, like, ba- like barely made it in, was not the Trump kind of speaker, right? He was very, very much more like, oh, this is fall seven, 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 man. It just sounded, sounded like that. Not what I think yeah. you guys would typically call a leader. Lanky, always sick, you know? Is that how you guys would have, do you think, would have thought about that? Or is there something, am I just applying this kind of thinking to a, a wrong time here? Well, Lincoln, well, Lincoln's, Lincoln's a long story in itself. It's written by the victors. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, guys, we have Marianne about to join us. You guys ready? Be nice. Yeah, we got to figure out some way that we can, uh, someone that wants to answer, we'll have to uh, to coordinate this better. But do we want to move off of politics or uh, do we want to stick with this? Because I know uh, Justin had some interesting questions that I wanted to hear about, um, yeah. more directed towards Brandon, um, which, you know, do you want to get into that kind of stuff, Justin? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, well, um, I mean, like, what do you got for him? Um, and a couple of episodes ago, Brandon mentioned that we don't have a spirit. We don't have a, well, our conscious is a product of our biology, right? So when we die, it's poof. Well, in my twenties and thirties, I used to ghost hunt a lot and I have all kinds of evidence of spirits, uh, EVPs and all that stuff. So I, I know for a fact, there's something I, I'm not saying it's dead people, but there's something that we can't see around us. There's, and, uh, I was wondering as an atheist, how do you, uh, how do you perceive that? So, uh, just to clarify, atheism does not have anything necessarily to say about the lack or the the fact that there are ghosts or are not. It only answers the the God question um, with a with a the negative answer, right? With the no. So uh, that would be my skeptic side that you would be talking to. The thing is, is I think that the reason if you have all this evidence that you haven't won a Nobel Prize is it's wrapped up into the other conspiracies that I think that you have about the elites that they're trying to keep yeah. you keep us all from knowing the fact that we can talk to great great grandfather who lived with the Okinawa tribe or whatever, some however many years ago. I don't know what great uh, truth we would be tapped into that by that way. Well, but if you is- have but if you have evidence, man, um, I mean, I'm all for all. I'll look at it myself and, and uh, we'll, we'll plug it here. Yeah, uh, I'll, that, that's I'll vote for you in it. any award that you get. Um, I'm still waiting for the first uh, death by ghost to be reported personally. Um, it just all gets chalked up to that. And a lot, a lot of it, I mean, I'm interested in it, dude. Like I went, I, I like the, the ghost adventurers guys, but I think the way that uh, South Park, uh, kind that, of, that's all TV. That South Park that's makes fun of them kind of sums up a whole bunch of yeah. ghost hunting ventures and like Bigfoot ventures. I hate to put them in together. Um, that's, that's just my base thought on yeah. it, man. Do you, do you have something in particular that you wanted to discuss? Because it's, that's a, that's a, well, that's a general skeptics perspective on ghosts and ethereal, you know, energy yeah. and stuff. Well, I was just, uh, I, w- I just noticed that there really is no like 
hardcore science on it. Like the science community just seems to completely ignore it. But like the elites seem to be all into that occult stuff and conjuring stuff. And to me, that says something. Like Justin like, froze up. Oh, did I freeze up? I, I saw you. No, you're good. You're good. Okay. Hey, Marianne, what's going on? We welcome our first female into the chat. How are you doing this evening? Oh, no. Hi. I'm good. How are you? You entered the snake den, but it's all good. We're all nice. Well, so, you got just Justin. Let's let's uh, let if you keep going with keep going with that man, and then we'll. we'll all right. Well, uh, I was wondering. I mean, I'm not saying that I got proof proof, and you know, I can take it to a get peer review. But you know, a lot of people. I hate using the word ghost hunter, but you know, me and my friends, we used to go out and take pictures. We have the bright flashes, and we always get orbs, and sometimes we get responses and EVPs, and. Uh, I was wondering, like, if, if you did anything like that or how, how, as an atheist, like, would you explain that stuff is? Yeah, I mean, man. I honestly think there's another realm we don't see around us, but I'm not saying that they're dead people while I'm talking to my grandpa or talking to, you know, right. spirits of dead people. Because then they're never specific about what they are, what, what they're doing. Right, dude. I, I spent, I spent uh, at this point, half of my life, you know, believing that there was something extra ethereal out there, extra super uh, supernatural and mm-hmm. it had effects on me. And I was, as I was losing my religion, um, that great REM song, uh, I was playing around with, you know, Ouija boards yeah. and, uh, and, 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 um, I was, I was always into anime. So like, I was big with like getting my chi energy. I, tr- I was trying to do a Kamehameha wave when I was 16. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm telling you. So, but, so I, <laughs> I, I for real, like believed this kind of thing could be out there. Um, but dude, if you're saying that, you know, for a fact that something is true, but you're saying that you don't have evidence for it, like as you just did, I think, then there's no amount of evidence that I can provide to you to show you that you should look for the evidence wow. first before believing in something. You know, that's just the the straight difference Thanks. in uh in epistemology. Just the, the the difference in the way that if you mm-hmm. don't if you if you are saying I know <laughs> for a fact or I know for a fact something, but you don't have proof that you can show me. People, well, people walk around that. It's documented around, orbs, yeah. EVPs, you know. I mean, there's, uh, there's, unex- accounts. there's unexplained things for sure. Absolutely. Unexplained things. Uh, but I put those in the same group as mm-hmm. I do UFOs, which is I'm comfortable saying I don't yeah. know what it is. And I'm happy to say someone who can yeah. just bring it to me here. Justin, if you're into this stuff, because I mean, you're into like Yu-Gi-Oh, dude. Like I'm, I'm playing Yu-Gi-Oh. I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh hardcore too. We can, oh, yeah. we can, we can vibe here. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. It's just, that's, that would be the way that I go about thinking about that. And again, well, that's a basic, that's a basic. I had to stop because it was, yeah, it was messing with my head too much. So I had to stop like, about 10 years ago. Me and my friends, like we were having night terrors. And uh, my friend said he was getting following, hearing voices and stuff because he, we all thought it was a, a ghost hunting. Like we were getting attachments or so, something was following us. And uh, over the years, it kind of faded down. Yeah, there's, and, uh, there's, there's. I'm still into it. I'm still studying it. I'm still trying to figure out what what like the orbs are. They're like balls of light that seem to glow on their own. And sometimes you can tell them like, "Hey, get in front of me. Let me take a picture, and, and you'll, it'll be there." Yeah, I've I've seen people get what, weird stuff. I've seen people when get chased. Hold up, Ron. Let me let me fin- let me finish off, Ron. I've I've seen people get chased by balls of light. I really really have. Those are called plasma balls. Yeah. Uh, I, I so they they're out there, yeah. and that's one where you can explain it. I'm I don't, I have not seen what you have seen, uh, and I'm sure you know something. No, a lot a lot of stuff that I don't. Uh, it's just that. 
if you want to bring it to me, it because my level of going about believing things is is proof, and I know that you, that that stings your guys' brains because you're thinking, well, how the fuck can he believe in those goddamn yeah. vaccines? At the same time, uh, that's just that's just that's just how I my my CPU <laughs> runs, man. But yeah. But, but, uh, That's yeah, let's, your religion. The let's, talk, let's talk about it. Uh, let's talk about it more afterwards. Man. I'm not a religious person either. I'm not much of a religious person myself. I mean, I grew up in a Christian family and stuff, but and I'm not a church goer myself. I, I just have an interest in, you know, documenting the stuff and seeing what you can catch just going out. Now my kids are asking me to take them out doing these things. I'm like, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I yeah, mean, it's a lot of fun just to see what you can catch and stuff like that. There's also something to be said about the fact that you look, if if you look more, if you look more for something, you're going to find it. You're just going to notice it more. Um, That's, that's, that, that is, that's something that I know we're all familiar with, but uh, Dustin, we'll definitely have to have to talk about that, man, because I am, I am, I'm a truth, I'm a truth seeker, man. And uh, some idea of the afterlife, I'm totally open to it. I'm totally looking to, to find that truth. But I feel like we should welcome Marianne here because she has broken us up from this dangerous uh, sausage fest that we had going on here. So, Marianne, how was your how was your day? Dangerous, right? <laughs> uh, it was good, thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm late. I just had a friend in town, so I wasn't sure what was going on yet. Um, but actually, I can speak on the ghost thing a little bit, um, even like a little bit of proof, but I can't show it because Mr. disappeared. Well, what what did you got? Because you sent me some pretty interesting stuff too. You're you're all about the occult. You're really into that esoteric shit. So, um, do you have experience? Yeah, I like research. Um, well, I think we all. So, I grew up um in the '90s, like liking goosebumps and and wanting to always stay in a haunted house. Like, I feel like that was really cool when we were kids. Um, I actually is it echoing somewhere? Sorry, it is. (laughs) I don't know where it's coming from, but no worries. Um. Yeah, so I actually, I had like an experience when I was 17, like in Big Bear that was really scary, just like a the feeling in the chest and uh, um, we were actually ghost hunting, like there's a whole story, but um, with some cousins, like it was super random and um, no one else felt it but me because I was like the youngest, everyone else was like drunk and I kind of couldn't go like hiking up past this spot in the middle of the night and uh, and then we did... Um, we did find some like weird signage and stuff like that because you know like we weren't supposed to be there and it was supposed to be like moved um Indian burial ground graves I don't know it was, it was kind of like a weird thing that happened um but but I don't know I felt something and it kind of scared me enough that um and I tested it because I was you know stubborn and um sober and bored had the time because everyone's like hiking around um so yeah I actually went from being like really interested to like kind of not for the next like 10 years and just live normally like skeptic like um completely out and then I got in a car accident and then I kind of went well um now that we have google and I have all this time and like I didn't die uh I should like look into this and I I don't know I've had like a lot of really weird things happen like that like around that time I found out that a cabin I had stayed in with friends like had like a book written about in a big bear um (laughs) so um, I can tell you guys more about that later if you want. Um, well, you're talking about Big Bear, California, too. That's like Big a pretty Bear mountainous Island. area. And that's like like it's a lot of people. Place. Sorry, it's uh, the last place we slaughtered all the Indians, actually. So I think there's like a, ba- a lot of bad, like juju, I call it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, for lack of a better term. Well, and, that's and interesting. And that's kind of something that confuses me. Sorry. 
No, no, you're good. I mean, there's an echo clearly with one of us. There's a, a fucking lag. But no, the the thing with the accident, I always find that really interesting because my life changed big time after an accident that I got oh, yeah. into. It's crazy. It I think it's I think it's like um any other thing. Like you don't have to get in a car accident to go through it. I feel like it's like having a child or um just like any kind of, you know, maybe a major death in your life. Like you kind of reevaluate everything immediately. Like it was kind of like that. But yeah, for me, it was like, why not? You know, and I had the time. And so I wasn't really afraid anymore. Um, and I did kind of feel a little different afterwards. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of weird stuff. Um, and then I found out that a friend of mine, like that had been to the cabin, like thought she was possessed after that, you know, she was still going there. Um, then another one of our friends passed away. So I'm just like hoping we're not all the one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the actual, the proof that I would say, like, because, um, you know, I, I understand, like, where Brandon's coming from, and um, it, it is hard to nail down, like, people get photos of orbs, I don't, um, I don't really try to go with anything that I can't prove, so it's like, I've seen those, I've taken those myself, taken videos, um, I would say the last time that I moved to Portland, I had, like, every type of haunting happen to me, um, mostly in the building I was living in, which was right by the suicide bridge, where they took the Portlandia photo, it's called Vista Bridge, um, that whole area is like the oldest area of Portland besides the waterfront. I also had stuff happen at the waterfront. I lived in there as well. So um, I think wow. there's supposed to be like one of the top 10 haunted places in the country. And I think like there's a lot of people opening up portals and, and all kinds of history. So there are so many different types of hauntings that um, like I saw a shadow person. I saw like a projection, which is like really not um, very... Uh, doesn't happen often but I heard it in like a book like um, this guy like this parapsychologist or something around our age wrote it and um, and so yeah that was something I heard of I have never actually seen an entity but I saw a shadow person but yeah the proof that I have going all over the place was a million things happen like I've been pushed all kinds of stuff creepy um, would be when I was a child there was a photo that my mom took down here like so I grew up in Southern California in San Diego and Point Loma Lighthouse which is pretty far south um, is supposed to be haunted. It's from the top haunted places here. And my mom got so terrified because she took with like a regular camera, like a film camera, a picture of the innkeeper's room and then she developed it and you know, she wouldn't know how to mess with it and it scared the crap out of her. She would never go back and she loves lighthouses because she's a boomer mom. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> she, boomers boomers love was, shit like that. <laughs> no, so only my sisters, like I, I stay with my sister and my younger sisters across the country now, but it's like all of us and our mom, like we're not trying to um to show it to anybody. We would like I, I wanted to bring it for show and tell, I think when I was in fifth grade, and that was the last time that it kind of like it would get lost and then it would reappear. Super creepy. We were like, um, mom, you totally uh hit it and she didn't, but um, yeah, she she got a ghost like it was but it had like no um, body parts like it was like a woman like laying on the bed and then like there was no head, um, solid torso, uh, no arms, but the, you know, dress like period style dress. And then as the dress went over the bedspread, it like disappeared. So like, as Damn. a child, I knew that that was um, a possibility. So it's like, I actually think that photographs are probably the best evidence that we have, if you get like the entity, but it's weird to me where I guess they can choose how they want to be seen or whatever. I don't know. And there's so many different types of hauntings that like, I, I really don't try to like get people to believe it unless they've actually seen it because I wouldn't either. But like, I know what I saw and I was sober when these things happened and I was just living at home, you know, kind of thing. 
So it seems like it's with like older <laughs> cameras too, not not like newer digital cameras and shit like that. I've caught EVPs before, like, but I still don't really know. Um, and so is my cousin. Like, I, I had a cousin that was stationed over in um, in Germany, and he he used one of those sleep apps. He wasn't trying one, but he caught some really creepy thing that he was like, "I'm not listening till until it's daylight." But he like posted on Facebook a couple years ago. So people can catch him not even trying. I don't know what that means though. Interesting. And, yeah, you shouldn't try to like prove. That's something that you shouldn't try to prove to people. I don't know what it means either. Well, but, I know Ron um, I, lives in a haunted garage, right? Or not lives in a haunted garage, but he does <laughs> does some business in a haunted garage. And that, like, there's a lot of that kind of yeah. stuff on the East Coast, right? Um, Matt, do you have any experience with like ghosts or anything like that? Because I find it interesting that like I've had some weird shit go on. Clearly, Justin has. Obviously, Marianne has. I think Brandon has. You know, he said that he saw some weird shit. But have you seen mm-hmm. anything like that? Oh yeah, we when I was living in uh, uh, back down in Connecticut. I was in my, I uh, was living in a condo with my girlfriend at the time. And it was like, you know, three o'clock in the morning, we both woke up and she go and, and she looks over to me and goes, who's the woman in our closet. And we had a walk-in closet and there was a woman in an old Victorian style dress, a big old hat and just standing there. And as soon as we tried to talk to her, she disappeared. But it was one of those things where to this day, it's it's one of those that you just think about it and you're like, man, what was that? Because we both were awake. We both remember it to this day. It wasn't like, you know, we both had a dream and it was the same dream or one of us was was sleeping and we, we were both wide awake and we couldn't go back to sleep after it. Damn, dude. Yeah, no, that kind of shit freaks me out, man. Especially oh. like it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be something that's like invasive or something scary, but just almost if you see something that kind of uh just gives you like goosebumps like that that can be the worst thing out of anything you know what i mean uh so no i find that i find that kind of interesting dude that Darryl, kind of shit's cool daryl do you have uh, a yeah daryl what do you got yeah. no i've never had any ghost experiences no canadian ghosts dude there's no no syrup oh. drinking ghosts up there they're too friendly no, to there's, there's some stuff like villages and stuff around the gold rush era there's stories but like i've never experienced anything myself and i haven't looked into it too much i know there's some guys up here uh i can't remember whose podcast the guy in Kamloops, that's like real renowned for that like up here they have the, the residential schools for the natives and there's been like tons of stuff around you know the horrible shit that was done around those places yeah yeah mental hospitals oh, wow. yeah no i mean uh, ron I, i'm interested to hear what goes on in your garage why is your your garage haunted so yeah, so so it's not just the garage; it's the whole piece of property that's haunted. Uh, I've had several experiences uh, growing up in in the house. Uh, you know, I haven't lived there for thirty years. I've been on on my own, but but uh, growing up in that house, I saw. Uh, you know, I had several experiences with ghosts. With one ghost shaking my bed, trying to wake me up, and uh, and this this guy had hung himself in our barn, and uh, well, you know his barn at the time the, the rope that he hung himself with is still looped around the uh the beam and uh, oh. and, and when, when my parents bought it the realtor the realtor said listen we have to disclose that there's you know some weird happenings that happened here uh and that it's haunted and even the people that the tenants that were living there were saying that it was haunted and in the first couple of months that we lived there and i was probably about 12 or 13 at the time uh, yeah, there was w- weird stuff like lights coming off and on in the middle of the night, uh, just just bizarre stuff. But 
but uh, but but they said there's a little boy. There's a little boy running around. You'll see him, and, and he's like from the late 1800s, early 1900s, because he's wearing knickers and he has that. I guess I would describe it as a Peaky Blinders type type of hat. Uh, <laughs> and I've seen him twice. So 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 there's no doubt in my mind that ghosts exist. I mean, zero doubt in my mind. Uh, we've all come pretty accustomed to it. Doesn't bother me. Uh, sometimes when I'm up in the studio doing the podcast and the show's over and we're doing editing or whatever, I can hear footsteps. Footsteps is a big one. We hear a lot of footsteps. Sometimes you'll hear the tool, the toolbox is open and close. Uh, but it's legit stuff. I ain't making it up. It's, it's definitely legit. The place is definitely haunted. You should make a totally like a, like an influencer type video of being in the haunted house. Like, like, uh, just trying to sell some shit while you're also in there with the ghosts. You know what I mean? Have you seen that? He must be, like, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, the, yeah, ghost, the ghost, the ghost must be so scared of these low prices that we're offering on our, on our podcast yeah, merch this dude. week. Yeah. <laughs> No, that'd be sick. But no, I just find it interesting that everyone kind of seems to have these kinds of experiences, but it's still sort of a, a taboo topic. You know, it's not really taught. There's no no serious courses you can take on that stuff that I know of. Tangible, I think that's why like you can't put really. There's there's so little evidence of it. And it's all kind of hearsay. There's uh, there's, there's not something that people can feel and touch, so you can't ignore it. There is a lot of it in the U.S., and I, we always say it too on the on the show that the entire United States is built on top of a uh, of an Indian burial ground. You know what I mean? So like that's that's why there's so much haunting here. But um, I don't know, man. I mean, whatever else you guys want to get into, I'm I'm down to just hear what you guys got here. I was just wondering what people thought it was, like what the stuff is that we can't see, but we can document and take pictures of and record. I was just wondering what everybody thought it was. That that's my question. That's yeah. my. I think it's question. energy, you know. I think it's just that's energy, it, you know. In the in like we're saying, there's there's different levels to this. I, I you know honestly, I think we're in a realm, and I just think there's different frequencies. We're made up of vibrations, so everything mm -hmm. in the world is is vibrational. So I think it's just a different le rev level of frequency, you know. And some people are sense more sensitive to it than others, you know. And that's how it works. That makes sense. I mean, that's what that was Einstein's theory of why he believed in ghosts. Is that you can't what is it? You can't like create or destroy energy. I know nothing about this shit, but that's just like the the idea of of um, why some intelligent people would believe in that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, man, it's just that, that kind of shit's fun to get into. And then when you start talking about like aliens and other paranormal things like that, I tend to believe that aliens that we see are more like you know black ops military projects and things like that it doesn't seem mm. like if aliens were so intelligent and they were able to move throughout the universe they're not going to crash in roswell they're not going to let themselves be seen by human beings you know what i mean so it just it, that's kind of where i fall on that whole thing but i mean all that shit seems to tie together yeah well, to me it, it seems like they just want to throw a bone to us about aliens when they want to distract the news cycle because we got that, like you said, going on in Arizona, and suddenly we got aliens now, and it's all over. Yeah. Well, there's distraction after distraction, man. You know, like after this, after the election was done with, 
we were talking about constantly how there was going to be a ton of false flags, you know, like just back to back to back. And it, it happened, you know what I mean? And it's unfortunate, um, you know, whether people actually died or not. I saw a really fucked up video from uh, Palestine um, where, you know, it's just it's interesting how it seems like they'll show people like like these people that are willing to be filmed when they're having the worst day of their life, when their child died or when someone that they care about died and they're willing to be on camera. You know what I mean? That doesn't see, I see you smiling over there, Marianne. What are you laughing at? Does that make sense? No, you just talked about Palestine and my Palestinian friend just messaged me. So I'm just laughing because I get things like that all the time. Oh, little synchronicities. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. She's cool as well. I was like, I honestly didn't know she was Palestinian. She's like, yeah, I'm half Australian, half Palestinian. Um, No, I've actually, I've met a lot of people from there that, uh, as far as like the terrorist part, they were like, well, no, people grow up to be terrorists. So it's really like, they kind of feel forced into it. And that gave me a lot of perspective. Just like when 9-11 happened and I had a, um, there was like a football coach and I had to take geography because I had moved to a different school district um, up north from here. Mm -hmm. and he kind of said the same thing about like you know terrorism in the middle east so it gives you a lot to think about you know the perspective that we're told about these events and just like most that's why you know i'm not naive in saying that most people are inherently good i just think that some people get forced you know some people get forced into bad situations and they try to do their best oh sure well like if you're if you're if your dad's a uh, a preacher Mm -hmm. the odds of you growing up and being a preacher are pretty pretty high compared to the average kid not a preacher <laughs> well like, like i'm just saying like a preacher a mobster a politician uh you know my dad for example like my dad was like all about like graphic designing and shit like that and so like i took an interest into it too um i i, I feel like you kind of follow the footsteps of people that you look up to and then especially with like terrorists you, you know like that's it's not so much you're looking up to this guy it's just like that's the only option yeah, well, that's what they were saying. I think, what was it like? Um, you guys probably never saw Ever After. I've got it back there. It's a totally um, horrible, guilty pleasure that's like a Saturday movie. Like, you just kind of throw it on. Um, yeah. Is it like a rom-com? With that James Franco, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. It's boring. It's not even like a good movie. It's just that I've watched it a million times because it's just like safe. I don't know. It's just like entertaining enough. <laughs> okay i don't know like i like drew barrymore i have it in uh I'm applying, like, I'll ever never after. been kissed and ever after on and it's it's actually like interesting because it, it's supposed to, she's supposed to be like this painting that um da vinci did and so it's like one of those like loosely based stories from those times um but yeah i think that that she like makes this argument during the movie about like uh how you know we we first like create thieves and then punish them that's a good good argument it's kind of the same thing Interesting. Yeah, Brandon definitely recognizes all these weird little movies that you're mentioning uh, for some reason. I I'm see a, his face perk up. I'm a cinephile, guys. <laughs> no way. I got made to watch The Notebook. I usually, I only watch the good um, chick flicks. I'm not really into just kind of mindless stuff. Unless it's reality trash TV. I didn't even like reality TV, but the stuff we have now, I shamelessly will watch. In all honesty, as far as chick flicks go, The Notebook is not the worst one. There is many, many worse movies. I don't know if you guys are going to like, you know, think lesser of me for that, but The Notebook is not the worst chick flick movie out there. Um, well, it but- makes you feel something, but I also like the fact that 
Um, apparently every Nicholas Sparks movie or book or whatever is the same. I haven't seen the other ones, but I think it's funny. It's like put them in a crisis and all this stuff, you know, somebody has to die. I actually did see the, um, I had a, my stepsister was obsessed with the one with that other, um, Mandy Moore one where she like died of cancer or something. I can't remember what it was. I don't know. A walk to remember? Huh? A walk to remember? Is that it? She watched that like this um, one summer you, over high school. Cool. I, I, I wanted to play And she had the soundtrack. So back then when girls would like watch the movie and like fall in love and like listen to the soundtrack, like that's what I had next door to me forever. It was horrible. Um, I do want to say really quick, um, I don't believe in the aliens disclosure, but aliens are, I think, related to ghosts. I think there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, that's what I wanted to like kind of add. Like, oh, that's interesting. Well, I've done like DMT. I haven't done the other psychedelic psychedelics, but I went over to DMT and I did see the little alien gray people. Oh, um, how's DMT? I would recommend it to everyone, but I don't think everyone like would or should also do it. You know, it, it, um, like for me, the, the interesting thing was like, you're having the same experience as a lot of people. So I feel like you actually go somewhere. Like the things that I experienced without having any knowledge of it were things that I could find other people talking about on YouTube, for example. Like um, for me, the first thing that happened was I saw like the, I, I guess you would call them um, grasshopper type things. But to me, they looked like I had like two of them right in front of my face. So it was actually like really uh, intense um, because you, it's really personal. So they know you um, and you're just kind of, there and you're trying to make sense of it and they're and like they were trying to calm me down and tell me like not to be afraid and just kind of like but the, the creepiest thing was they were like it looked like they were injecting love into me and it was almost like everything was dark but colored so like light bright type of stuff and it was like I guess um yeah the entities I would call the grasshopper type things but to me they looked like the cat uh clocks because they had big eyes and they were just smiling at me like really creepy right in front of my face and I and there's nowhere to go and um but I eventually you kind of remember what you're doing and you just accept it that's what they want you to do I know it sounds crazy well, um, no, like were, were you depressed <laughs> or something like when you when you when you took the DMT were you sad, no. or, were you sad? or like why were they injecting love into you that's what that's what a lot of people actually have happened to them um I don't know so uh, like but it did help me you... relax and now I'm not like afraid I guess it was like that it was like I mean the universe is comes down to love right so I guess if, sure. if everything is simplistic in that environment I really do believe you go somewhere else and then after I kind of broke through that because you do see a lot of this stuff and I've done it a, I've done it like four or five times now I really didn't count but um, I've done it at all different levels as far as like a lot or I mean it's really hard to do a lot honestly um but I've had times where I, I drank alcohol before and I didn't smoke a lot and they actually mentally talked to you and they were like, well, you're not taking this seriously. So we'll just show you a light show and then let you out. Like, that's like, I mean, it's, it's a trip. Wow. It only lasts cool. for about 10 minutes and then you just kind of feel good for about half an hour. So it's not like a scary thing. Um, but yeah, I saw for me, like Joe Rogan and people have talked about the little alien guy. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm open with this stuff because I feel like other people should be open too. So I don't really care. Um, the little alien guy was like, he looked like he was standing on a stool because you can tell that they're short, but you're not really like, comprehending that. And he was like in the hallway thing, seemed like there was like a light that he was turning on and off and basically telling me to just like how easy everything was to do. And, and that kind of like, we take everything too seriously, like type of vibe. 
that's what I got from it. It was simple are, but um smart. Are we all that's are dumb. we all druggies here? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's formerly I used to smoke. Yeah. Oh, my well, I don't think it's that bad. I think it matters how you synthesize it, but I think that's, I mean, that's in your brain. It's in grass. I don't think that's like a, a really bad drug to do. Yeah. Now. I don't think spiritual molecules like shrooms, I don't think are a drug. I don't think uh, DMT is a drug. Cause you don't like, uh, I think Sam Tripoli said it like no one's sucking dick for DMT or no one's sucking mm. dick for shrooms. You well, know what I mean? Like I drugs are. Good. Everyone is backwards here. <laughs> um, I don't think that, that well in that yeah. psychology book they actually said that it it so whatever it is like hauntings all this stuff it, it takes you to tango so like you other you know oh, some people cool. like I'm Irish so I think I have like a lucky streak stuff like that like that I've seen in my family and myself um so I would say that that's the most interesting thing I remember from that book I, I could send it to you later I remember what it was oh uh, yeah um, but I think it matters if, and that's why some people won't have it. It doesn't mean that you're not capable of it. Maybe you just need to open up your heart more or something. I don't really know. Interesting. No, I'd, I'd be down to dabble in it. I mean, like, you know, to Brandon's point, like my, my drug of choice is alcohol, which is probably the worst. Um, yeah. But I mean, like we should go, go down the horn here and just see like for you, Matt, what, what's your drug of choice? Do you have something or did you, were you ever an addict of any kind? No, I, I actually don't drink anymore. Uh, I haven't okay. drank in a, in a couple of years, but I, I mean, I smoke, I've done DMT, I've done mushrooms, I've done acid. Um, you know, I'm not into the hard recreational drugs, but uh, to, uh, to Marianne's point, when I did DMT, it was the yeah. same thing, but instead of the two aliens, I saw two like reptile type figures, you know? Oh shit. But the whole, the whole point of the, the, yes. you know, and it, it depends. The thing I would say with DMT, if you're going to do it, make sure you're in the right place, right time. You know, it's you have to be in the right mind space. Yeah, right mindset. Well, you're not in your body. You kind of don't really know what's going on around you. Absolutely. Somewhere wow. that you trust and that you, because you want to shut your eyes. Like people talk yeah. about looking around and everything's vibrating. Like that doesn't really do much for me. You have to, it's like, it is right here. It's crazy. Yeah. You just close your, uh, yeah, that's what I'm with you, Mary. And I like to just lay down, close my eyes and, and let it go. And, and the one thing I got out of it was uh, a, like my body was like a toroidal field the whole time. So it was like energy going from my head through my body down through my feet and coming out and around. And it was just a big looping wow. circle. Oh, don't. Damn, and, uh, and when you got <laughs> in there, they, the one thing they kept telling me, like um, hers was with love. Mine was with abundance. It was cool. everything. There's always going to be abundance. You will always be provided for, you know, don't worry about not having, it's like the, the, you will get it, you know, it will be provided to you at the right time kind of thing. And it, it, it changed the way I looked at a lot of things. You know, I used to be really uptight and, you know, really an anxious a lot. And then after DMT, I was like, man, there's nothing to worry about. We're good. You know, you're good. Just, just keep doing what you're doing. Damn. Can uh can can anyone send me some? I'd be very interested <laughs> in trying some. I just don't know how to get it. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I was gonna ask. Like, how do you get that stuff? <laughs> you can look it up online. Yeah, yeah like the dark net. eBay. Yeah, it's pretty pretty simple to make. With like, you can buy the, the the ingredients from you know most any major city. Oh, okay. I'll have to look into it, man. Because no, I, I find that fascinating. I've always heard, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I was really scared to take shrooms when I took them for the first time. 
Um, and I just took such a small amount that really all that happened was I was looking around with like, um, it kind of looked like an Instagram filter. Like that was just like a rainbow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was just seeing a rainbow everywhere I looked. It was cool, um, but nothing, nothing significant. But, um, but Justin, did, have you fucked around with any of that kind of shit? Uh, yeah. I mean, I used to live in the Chicagoland area and, and I messed. I smoked a lot of weed, drank, did coke, uh, played with mushrooms a few times um it was like my mid-30s i just stopped for some reason i completely just had no interest in it more and uh my grandma told me that she was praying for me and her prayers were answered because i told her she goes are you still smoking that i'm like no like i i don't want it anymore i don't know maybe i just grew up or uh i just didn't want it no more after a while interesting because i've been pretty much go ahead Oh, no, I was just thinking, like, it's interesting because I, I for some reason you struck me as someone that was always pretty like, uh, you know, like not straight edge, but like the guys that like, uh, you know, you just drink a little bit. And then like, yeah, that here was and there, it. I'll, you know, I'll smoke a little. Me, me and my wife did some shrooms uh, a few months ago. You know, it was nice. It wasn't a whole lot, but, you know, here and there, like, I'll mess around with it. But it just I just don't have an interest in it anymore. It's It's, it's hard to explain it interesting dude no that's crazy yeah. arturo we, we got to welcome this new guy and we we're just talking about you got in balls deep in the conversation dude you're yeah. muted right now but if you want to share your drug use habits <laughs> feel free <laughs> how's it going everybody <laughs> what's up dude uh i'm good um uh yeah i, I just came in and I, I started hearing you guys talking about drugs already <laughs> um, yeah, dude, we we're talking about dmt and like you know all, all kinds of other shit but i don't know if you've messed with any kind of hallucinogens or just like anything like I, I i actually have shrooms um i was supposed to do them last night but i ended up going to sleep i i came from work <laughs> late um i i i have them in the house um i don't i i don't use them a lot uh probably like once every other week uh because i heard if you use them too many times that, that, that's when you start start messing with your brain it's like yeah. I'll, I'll wait you know but yeah uh i still do them sometimes i eat edibles but uh alcohol for sure drinking oh yeah <laughs> and oh, other yeah, than that dude. yeah and nothing else so what was your experience like dabbling in the hallucinogens then did you like because what we were talking about like marianne was mentioning she felt overwhelming love from these two entities specifically using dmt and then matt felt abundance like he 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 was never feeling like he had to worry about money or food or water or anything after meeting with these things, have you ha have you gone that deep, or is it just kind of like oh, yeah. dabbling? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, the last time I did it was probably about three weeks ago, and um, I didn't really take a lot. It was probably like a gram, gram and a half. But I was just uh, I took them. I wasn't even ever anywhere uh, like special. I was just at home. I took them, and I uh, I was just thinking about life. You know, just like. Uh, what goes on in the afterlife, you know? And I was like, damn, like, I don't know. I, 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 I can't really explain it. I was just, yeah. I was just tripping on life, I guess. <laughs> it seems like that's kind of like the, the common thing. It's kind of a hard thing to explain. That's why it was interesting just to hear from, you know, Marianne and, and Matt, like what they yeah. specifically saw, but um, no, that's dope, dude. And thanks for, for hopping in here real quick. Um, yeah, who else yeah. we got to ask about drugs? Do we got, we got Justin's, what about Daryl, dude? those canadian drugs you know the 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 shit that they got up there is is uh interesting i heard the coke is okay um i've never fucked with coke but uh the weed's good yeah definitely you I fuck with anything else it's illegal up here you can go like walk into uh every corner's got like a starbucks like weed dispensary 
Oh shit. Okay. Well, I mean, do you fuck with the hallucinogen? Did I already ask you? Yeah, I've I was been in the in mushrooms a lot when I was younger. Usually okay. nowadays I just smoke weed. I don't uh, I don't drink or anything like that. One beer can turn into two days pretty quick. <laughs> That's funny, dude. No, I mean, I and I know Ron. I know Ron has uh, partied hard in his early days. But uh, <laughs> would you try? Would you try DMT? Ron? Would I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want to. Oh, perfect, dude. Yeah. We gotta try and we gotta try and figure out a way to do this together. I think we Ron, have. A... I'll have to see if I can get some. I'll run it up to New Hampshire. I think we got, go, we got a, we got a format <laughs> hey, for our uh, next AMA. Yeah. You know. You know, I always liked I always liked the idea of psychedelics because it would open up your mind and you know, and I think some pretty weird stuff already to begin with. So I would think that if I add hallucinogenics or some psychedelics to that, it could be a pretty I don't know I don't know just like our just crazy experience. Uh, yeah. I mean, I used to dabble in mushrooms. I, I really liked mushrooms. Uh, didn't really never was much of a pothead, but I do like to do the edibles and stuff like that uh like to drink but i'm not that big of a drinker anymore so i mean i'm pretty mellow but i would definitely be down with some for some dmt that's for sure interesting yeah, i know they, you, what you're what they addicted say, to Ryan, now i'm sorry, oh, sorry man go ahead matt go ahead no what they say is that uh when you're on mushrooms it's you talking to god when you're on acid it's god talking to you so oh, it's like it, it takes it in a whole you know there's different levels to it right very interesting yeah yeah no i i've only fucked with mushrooms man i need to get on board with those other things i i've always like it was so programmed in my head that those things are gonna melt your brain you know what i mean so like i got into alcohol at an early age actually first time i ever drank was with brandon in mexico and we had a blast and um (laughs) you know i just started really loving alcohol and that's kind of why i don't try other drugs because i have a very addictive personality I've tried alcohol and I love it. I've tried weed and I love it. I've never tried Coke. I've never tried any other drugs other than that. And then shrooms, which again, I don't consider that a drug. You never see like some cartel dude getting pulled over with like a ton of shrooms or like, you know, pounds and pounds of DMT. You know what I mean? Like you're never going to find that. So that's why I, I would agree with Marianne there that they're not drugs, but um yeah no uh ron's new drug it seems like is instagram models asses that's that's, that's <laughs> something he's really into. he sends pictures a lot which is fun but um, i think that's no, a drug for a lot of people that's a that's an easy addiction right there it sure is dude it didn't sure the pope is. just like some underwear photo i mean don't throw him under the bus the pope did <laughs> i mean not that he's a godly man or anything Gosh. Well, I was gonna say Ron's probably closer to God than the freaking current Pope right now. He's kind of hey. I like I like the ladies. What what can I say? Hey, I I think that we agree with you here, man. But hey, um, hey, did speaking of the Pope, did you hear that he was pushing the vaccine? Oh yeah, I, he I, is. I forgot, where, I forgot where I heard it from, but he got on TV or something. And he was pushing the vaccine and the mask and all that stuff. He just went totally on script with the whole COVID COVID deal. Well, yeah, the Vatican is on board with the uh, with the vaccines. Yes, and that's yeah. weird because they have like aborted fetal tissue and things like that, which I know, like if if like you know, it's going to benefit for the greater good. I, I guess I could see where they're coming from, but I mean, that Pope. Do you guys remember when the Biden or when the Trump administration was leaving? There was all of the rumors that the Pope got arrested. Like it was like heavy. It was everywhere. I heard the Pope it. got arrested out and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Like what is that about? smoke mirrors you know <laughs> it's a distraction just like everything sure. else 
you know, I don't know. You guys, I mean, you guys can't be too turned off by the fact real. that somebody supported the vaccine. I mean, I think a, a good percentage of you probably voted for somebody who created it. <laughs> oh, oh, without a up. doubt. He turned out to be the world's biggest uh, vaccine pusher, you know, in the end. Well, so that's a good that's a good point, actually, Brandon, even though Brandon's trying to troll right now. But like the, the point that that of uh, the point of that, dude, is like, what do you think about mm-hmm. Trump pushing the vaccines? Do you think he was just another shill or do you think like the way that the Q people think where Trump was putting the vaccines out to get us away from the permanent lockdowns? Honestly, I thought Trump had good intentions. He thought that the vaccine was going to be a good thing for America. Um, and he was trying to get the media off his back, too, because if he said, don't take the vaccine, like, don't mess with it, they were already attacking him for not wearing a mask and everything. So I think he had a good intentions in the beginning, but then he just got caught up. And uh, as far as Q goes, honestly, I think Q is just a CIA because the, the mainstream media is always uh, bringing them up and mentioning them and yeah. turning them into a bad guy. So when it's mainstream like that, I think it's just a psyop. Well, sure. And do you remember... Back, uh, it was right around when the 2016 election, there was that big Cambridge Analytica hack or, or release, right? And that was all on Republicans. And then sure enough, two years later, out of the woodwork pops Q. It was just real convenient, you know, that they had all this information on Republicans and their thoughts and everything. And then all of a sudden, this guy came out basically feeding them their wet dreams and uh, and they were every they bought hook, hook line and sinker. It's very know? much and, like the Bolshevik uh, Operation Trust. So um, I don't know. There's a lot there. There's definitely something about it, but some, I just I find it interesting. Go there's ahead. definitely some truth to some of it, right? But there's also sure. some. Vi- I mean, it's too over the top, and and there were points where you saw that it just it got too weird almost you know and and, and oh well yeah, yeah. and the dates that date they thing and the Q clock. They, they can make their own ideas and run with it exactly yeah. it's and you see it still today there's people taking you know like 30 photos and the number the time stamp from this photo to the Q post to this to that, like to that. and then all of a sudden <laughs> together like that's really vague yeah get the hell out of here trust yeah, the plan, when there's you know when there's thousands and thousands of posts with like you know dozens or more words there's going to be coincidences there for sure um but like the the fact that you know trump like lined up the the vaccine and the warp speed with darpa you know we just did an episode on darpa and darpa were the ones that really facilitated the warp speed of the vaccine so darpa shady as shit you know they have these robotic dogs and like all these you know they're they're essentially I believe trying to get the the military away from human beings and turning them into robots. Um, so I mean that that whole idea right there is pretty interesting. And then I know that you've heard about too the company connected to DARPA that bought a bunch of internet space from the Pentagon in the last like couple minutes of the Trump administration. That shit is fascinating because there's something there. I don't know if it was like a white hat operation. Or if there even is such a thing as a white hat operation in the year 2021, but there's something up with all that shit. Well, and and the other thing is, don't you find it kind of funny? Do you really think that they turned around that vaccine that quick and that they hadn't been working on it for years? You know, I mean, this thing's been decades in the making, basically. And Trump was just, you know, had to turn the switch on. And, you know, we would have been a hero. Like if he he had this vaccine come out and... And in the time he wanted, he would have been a hero. He would have been reelected. 
everybody would have praised him and that he desperately wanted that he wanted to be the good guy since he's been the bad guy for the past four years and that would have secured his uh second term dude i think they're gonna turn around though um i hope i'm wrong about this because my co-host here has been vaccinated but i think that they're gonna <laughs> turn around on trump and they're gonna start put blaming him and operation warp speed for all of the adverse effects that's, that's going to happen down the line and i think that they're going to try and go after trump for making the vaccines that's because that he, he rushed it yeah what's that so they are the exactly blame it on him because you know, oh you, if you didn't rush this thing like the way you did it would have been fine exactly man exactly so and the one thing you can't forget about trump is he is a jesuit oh yeah you yeah. know well, i mean talk about that elaborate on that a little bit it's it, well if you i mean you look at the high power structure in america currently they have deep ties to jesuits i mean the whole trump family the biden family i mean you go across the board and start looking at, into into a lot of these leaders and they all go back to Jesuit schools like Georgetown and 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 University and uh, Gonzaga and universities like that. And you know, I I just listened to a pod uh, recently by uh, what is it? Uh, Jack is it Jack Allen? Uh, I can't remember, but he went into the you know how is everything connected in the last hundred and fifty years or so, and it all tied into the Jesuits. Now that's not to say they're you know the be all end all boogeyman that we're looking for but at the same time a they've been kicked out of a lot of countries b they have deep ties they have the power right in 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 backing in and and you don't hear a lot about them you know they're not in the mainstream media and that's that should be your number one tell i mean everybody wants to paint gates and fauci as these bad guys they're puppets they're just front men to take the blame and eventually they'll take the downfall too if you know people that doing much yeah, it's the people that you don't hear about that are really the ones that are in control of it. And, well, dude, and the ties to the Jesuits, man, that's a deep, deep hole. Matt, can Absolutely. I, and dude, Matt. Speaking about Gates, like G-A-T-E-S, what about Gates, like G-A-E-T-S, you know what I mean? Like Z, that dude is going through some shit right now. Matt Gates and, and the whole thing right there, whether that's a distraction or not, I have seen mixed things about that. But that is fascinating that he's getting accused of of, you know, allegedly like raping or, you know, kind of uh, forcing himself on other girls. And then I just saw something come out where he was using his campaign funds, like mismanaging campaign funds. And they're blowing that out of proportion when they don't do that for the other side of the of the political spectrum. You don't really see many uh, Democrats really getting accused. And my big thing with Democrats and Republicans is you never see a democrat pretending that they're a republican like you see so many rhinos right the the republican in name only you don't see it the other way there's a lot a lot of republicans by name that are actually democrats um so i don't know what that means i i do i tend to think that it's like democrats kind of fall in line more with like the new world order or whatever we want to call it um but the the whole concept of republican and democrat is again to make you pick one or the other and then you're going to push those two apart, right? So, so I mean, that's, that's always been like case. What, what left and right is. You know, on the right side, you have less government, all the way out, anarchy, no one in control. Whereas on the left, it, all the way out, you have you know, monarchy, one person in control. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're trying to establish like, a, like a, a concentration of power, it's going to be a harder push to the left the whole time because those that side is going to be more accepting of a singular power. Very true. Very true, dude. And yeah, the, the median is obviously somewhere in the middle. 
um, or a completely new system. But um, Brandon, the idea of the Republican Democrat is, is does this does this issue require more or less intervention by government? Yeah, you know, the, the poll between the left and the right, and said they're supposed to represent both sides. As you know, what happens if we become less involved in this, or what happens when we become more involved in this? But it's become so much of a you know a cult like where people are putting issues in it. Like, for example, whatever, only on the left do they care about climate change, or only on the left do they care about this, or only on the right do they care about just business. Like, they're, they're putting emotional ties rather than how to look at the issue. Yeah, emotional, monetary, there's few things. That's another point that I'm glad that you brought that up because like what I what I see as someone that considers myself independent, I know Brandon would consider me pretty far right. Um, I, I do <laughs> believe that the Democrats want more poor people because poor people will tend to vote Democrat and the Republicans want more wealthy people or they want more like small business owners, things, people that can sort of uh, perpetuate their own lifestyle, keep their own, their own, uh, you know, their own shit together, um, kind of think for themselves and things like this, because more wealthy people, more independent people will vote Republican. So that was a big problem for me. That's why I tend to vote Republican, but I absolutely consider myself independent because I support gay marriage, support growing weed. I think people should just be able to kind of live and let live sort of thing. Um, but with that, don't represent the right anymore. Like I said, a lot of times, like you said, they're just, both parties have been co-opted in there, and it's been a push hard left. Oh yeah, people, you know, to, to go to more more concentrated power. Like all business has done it. It's just you get this constant like funneling of uh, of all energy. Sure, dude. And, um, and where do the politicians get their money from? Right, it's it's corporations. You know, so they have to kind of bend to them. They don't bend to their people anymore. It's they bend to their masters, which are the people who are lining their pockets. Yeah, they're, they're making it seem like they're looking for the individual person. So, like the, the the big business goes to that side because it's for independence, and you get a lot more uh, motivation from that from that side. People want to look out for themselves. So then they're they're using that basically the carrot to dangle in front that'll further their corporate interests. Yeah, dude. Milo Yulinopoulos says a lot of stupid shit, but one of the smartest things that he ever said, in my opinion, was taking salaries away from all politicians and getting just people that are so disconnected from reality to run in politics and they don't get paid. No one gets paid, right? Biden's taking his his salary. Trump didn't take his salary, right? JFK didn't take his salary, but people, when they take their salary and they then they're able to make money, you're able to be bought off at that point. But the problem, but the problem with, uh, when you run independent is, uh, you don't get a lot of push. There's, there's really only two options here. Yeah. You're either a Democrat or you're a Republican. Uh, if you're anything else, you're not going to get a push. And, and, and they do that on purpose, you know, cause at the end of the day, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, they work the same. They, they're, they're working together. <laughs> yeah. Go off and it's just two birds, of the, two wings of the same bird. Yeah. Well, let me let me hop on with that. Does does that that to me that style of thinking, which is a very very prevalent one, does that mean does that imply to you guys that voting is just just worthless? I mean, I I don't. If that is the case, is is there worthless? I think it just the system's gotten so out of our control, or like we're not actually. We're throwing a vote in, but no, no one's following up on it. No one's yeah. their, their leaders to the to the to the fire, if you will, putting their feet to the fire. They, they just vote based on party lines because it appeals to their uh, you know, social perceptions, and they don't actually do anything. We're not not holding the political leaders uh, to make sure they do what they say they're going to do. And does that and the system, well, let's, like tilt it in their favor? Anytime, like you, you, once they're in, you can't remove them. 
Does that work on the speak. local level too, though? I mean, I want to I want to know like. I know you guys. Start I'm, sure, I'm sure there's leadership positions which we talk about most frequently here, but there are local there are local votes, and I don't know if you guys participate in those. If you even have the time to to to, to look, look into them and research them, because a lot of the time. Say again. That like most people ignore like the city councilors and like a lot of those small, especially in Canada here, like don't really pay attention to it. But I think that's where it starts. Like if you get a, once you start getting really heavily involved in the in the, in the, the city level. The, the people higher up, whatever, I guess for you guys, the state and uh, federal level, they're going to realize like, hey, they're coming for us too. So they're going to start doing a, doing a lot more to kind of cover their ass. So, yeah, the, local, I was going to mention local elections. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, Arthur, I was just going to say, let's be real careful uh, when we say when we mention holding politicians feet to the fire, since we a lot of us are more free thinkers. We don't want to. It's a metaphor. <laughs> We're not saying it's literal here, uh, but no, I, you know, I, I know you're just joking, but dude, I found out something very interesting right now that Joe Biden has a private Venmo account. I don't know if that is very interesting, but he has a lot of private transactions on his own Venmo account. So should the president of the United States have a Venmo account? I'm not sure. Uh, but when we start getting into private transactions, that's very interesting too. He's spending hundred money. Yeah, he's sending Hunter, Hunter Parmesan cheese money, dude. That's what it is. <laughs> but um, with that being said, I'm sorry, Arturo, what were you saying? Oh, no, yeah, well, I, I was just saying, you know, like, uh, elections, they do matter, but, like, at a at a local level. Those are the ones that, that should matter yeah. the most to people you because you're you going to be there. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and because when it comes to, like, a, a governor or a president, Eventually, they're going to get who they want. Uh, but but when it comes to, to the local ones, those are the ones that that should be uh, that should matter the most. Yeah, because your police people. That's like, where you're there every day. Yeah, because yeah. like that's where it's going to have the most effect. And like you, you, you take the bottom of that pyramid, that's all those little city blocks, and you start making changes there, it'll bleed up. So if you say you you hold the the smaller levels more accountable and. Uh, insert the people that aren't uh, working for the alternative agenda you, you'll eventually start to bleed into everything it'll start going up the chain and like it's a lot and you can actually get people into the, the higher positions of power that are going to look for the little person they're not just uh, you know a plant from uh, from the corporations or and what the deep state or whatever you want to call it like so many of the people that the, the options that they put forward to be voted on are you know they're, they're, they've already been chosen right they're just kind of which hand do you pick it's just still the same owners yeah, it's interesting yeah, to I me that one on, of the most local underrated local elections is the sheriff, right? Yeah, At least here in the United States, you know, if you get the wrong sheriff, who's going to who's got your back? You know, that's really your last line of defense in America. And, you know, I coming from Connecticut, there was no they they got rid of sheriffs uh, a while ago. So it you know, you had no line of defense. It was that that was it. Um and, the and sheriffs so I, are the only ones that are uh, constitution, like they're the, they're the only law enforcement agency that has to abide by the constitution from what I understand. And we were lucky enough to get our uh, just, uh, what do you call it? De-elected ousted, or, you know, yeah. ousted. Uh, you know, we, we, we had the opportunity to talk with him and uh, he was a Republican. I tend to believe that, that he actually did get the votes. Uh, I do think that Pima County voted for Trump as well. Um, but you know, that's, that's a debatable topic, but, um, I'm curious about some of the shit in, in going on in Canada, Daryl, like what's up with, uh, like 
do you guys have governors or like what's the equivalent to a governor there? Because I don't know uh, nothing yeah. about that political yeah, system. Like, some, some <laughs> we, we states, we have provinces and the, the, the federal level is pretty much the same. Like the, the, um, our government structure is a bit different too. We don't have like a, a two-tier system, whereas you have like the executive and uh, administrative down the states. Like up here, you just have parliament, which is, I guess, the equivalent of this, uh, the Senate down there. Congress, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, Congress. Wow. Okay. No. Yeah. Just because I hear nothing. Australia, but- uh, like uh, you, the UK and Canada are all set up with the exact same style of governments. Like after basically America had its revolution, the uh, the British Empire, like rather than have the people revolt and start their own, they kind of gave them the illusion of uh, you know being able to have choice. And they you said he, they set up the, uh, the the free range tax farm, if you will, let everybody believe that they have they have the choice and uh, can make the decision. But like really, when it's to the very top, like it's it's all. You know, it's all under uh, global control. Yeah, because I hear nothing but bad shit about Trudeau. And and maybe it's the community that I interact with. Because, you know, I, I, I'm sure you've heard of Grimerica. Yeah. Um, one of the, I mean, my favorite Canadian podcast for sure, by far. Um, I mean, but a lot of those people that are in these circles just hate Trudeau. Um, do you know many people up there that are fans of Trudeau? Or is it is does is he kind of a dictator? Uh, so I think a lot, he, he got in being like, you know, the, the young, good looking guy, oh, we're going to legalize weed. And everyone uh, said, you know, bought, bought the, uh, the sales pitch. Like I said, he did the same thing. He was, he was placed in that position. Right. Yeah. And so these, uh, the, the whole, the whole liberal party, like I said, that's just like the, the very tops of the democratic Republican party. Like the whole thing is just so corrupted by uh, globalist interest. Like they're now, now they're, they're just attacking all of uh, the constitutional rights here as well. They're undermining free speech. They want to pass bills that allow them to regulate internet. The media up here is like, it's under very solid control. Like, there's four companies that own all media in Canada. Yeah, same. You, you, a lot, most of the population here, like they're so kind of docile and used to being the, the, the nice country. They just can't fathom that the government would be corrupt. And they said, they'll, there is no access to the information. Like unless people use the internet and can you know, get on the podcast and shit like this, fuck up. <laughs> have you heard the theories that but he's Fidel all, Castro's they son? They don't have access to the information. Like all the people I work with and a lot of like my own parents too. Like they, the TV didn't tell them it didn't happen. Sure. It's real hard to get, uh, get any kind of you know, other, other side of the argument out there. Yeah. Have you heard the ideas that he's Fidel Castro's son? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The lines like up to his, his old man was in Cuba, like right around the, the same time he would have been conceived. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So that's kind of you kind of look like them too. Yeah, <laughs> they look the same, dude. They're I'll a- show that to my 14 year old son. He bought it right away. He's like, it's definitely his son. Really? I'll show uh, side by side. Yeah, he looked it up on his phone because we were talking about Canada the other day, and I was like, oh yeah, I was like, he could be uh, Fidel Castro's son, and he looked it up on his phone right away, and he was he was a believer. Is yeah. this the is this a little guy that I made the uh the shirts for of that weird car no, company? That's my older son, but this is oh, okay. uh, a middle-aged one. Okay, okay, Darryl, okay. No, yeah, see that's funny, dude. Is there a uh is there a voice in Canadian politics that might be comparable to our like Marjorie Taylor Green? I don't know if you know who who she yeah, there's, uh, there's there's the one guy he, he was supposed to be leader of the Conservative Party, but he was Maxime Brunier, he's from Quebec. And he was uh Back when the, uh, Trudeau got in, and he was in, in a fight between Andrew Scheer and himself as for leader of the Conservative Party, and he, same thing, he got he got Bernie Sanders basically, right? Like they, the the Conservative Party pushed him aside, and he asserted this uh, this Andrew guy, and he ended up losing the election. Like he won the popular vote and uh, for the Conservatives, but for whatever reason, like the, we had a weird thing up here. It's kind of like electoral college as well. 
And Trudeau ended up like walking in again for a second term. And then he got kicked out of the, uh, the conservative parties. Like the, the conservative parties basically, like they call them the, uh, you know, the, the red Tories, which is basically like they're, they're just an extension of, uh, of the liberal party here. Same with the NDP, same thing. It's, it's they're all three parties up here are, have been co-opted. And so you're the only, and the people that do speak out on the, on the right get booted from the caucus. There's a, there's been a bunch of uh, prominent members that are like started speaking up and like I said, they, they got a following and they got, they got, they got booted just because like there's, they're, they're trying so hard to control the narrative up here. Um, anybody yeah. that speaks out against it gets thrown off and they're actually, they're finding doctors. Like if any doctor do, doesn't, uh, you know, goes against the narrative, they're like losing their licenses to practice up here. Like it's pretty, uh, the, the information warfare is extreme. Yeah, dude. Well, I, you know, I want to hear from from the other guys here, but I have one more question about Canada that, um, you know, you guys seem to have a pretty high standard of living there. Oh, yeah. And you guys fall under the socialism category as a whole, correct? Uh, we're still very much like the U.S. It tend to be more um, like left leaning. They say we have a public health care system. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of them, like in B.C. here, like all the utilities are owned by the essentially government. They call them crown corporations. Okay. So the, the insurance companies, the all our the power companies, like everything is basically uh, under control of a, of a government corporation. It's very kind of like very, almost like China, where they have yeah, like yeah. state-owned entities, right? That's exactly what I was going to say. Big industries operate up like that up here. So, do you think that it's that it would that it would be the same case? Because again, it seems like you guys have a very high standard of living. Um, yeah, especially in Vancouver here. Like Vancouver's uh, like Hollywood North, man. Like you know, every, every house around here is over a million bucks. Like we're the biggest Rolls Royce dealer in North America or some shit. Like it's, there's just tons oh, of money, but it's like a big divide, right? Well, it's yeah. Like so or San Francisco, same thing where you got tons of like this huge businesses and big money. And like, then they got a, a huge poor population as well. Yeah. So my question though, dude, is like, do you think that that would be possible without the United States massive military? Um, cause I know that Canada doesn't have much of a military and I feel like with the way that they spend money, um, and what they spend money on Canada wouldn't be there without the United States massive military. Same with Mexico. Mexico's standard of living is much, much worse than yeah. the United States. What it is, is like, no, no one's going to touch our shores because like you're, you're getting too close to the American homeland, right? Like, yeah, so, yeah. As soon as you dock in Canada or dock in Mexico, you can walk, you can walk into America. So they're not going to allow that. Yeah, so exactly. We just relied a lot on the U.S. for uh, for defense, but like Canada is so resource rich. Yeah, yeah. Really, after right, like the you know the industry up here, like it's just nothing but forests and mountains, and like like what's that? Sixty uh, percent of the world's fresh water is sitting in Canadian lakes. Wow. When you think about like the uh, you know they're talking about monopolizing water and farmland and shit, like you think of the the amount that the Canada holds same with like the uh, uh, conflict minerals and stuff like up in the the tundra the amount of like diamonds and gold and silver and copper like it's you know the only one that can really compare to us on that side is Russia for the resource richness yeah I was gonna say there's a ton a ton of fresh water in Lake Baikal alone um Brandon and I talked about that a while ago um but yeah no that's a that's an interesting idea uh, but no, dude, I just, I, I'm so curious just as to how Canada runs and things like that. So I appreciate you just kind of sharing that real quick. Yeah, it's got a nice thing to look at a lot of the similarities and then also some of the differences between the two countries. But I say culturally, Canada and America are like damn near identical, right? That's why there's, you know, the, the populations get along so well. But some great pretty, music coming out of there, Australia dude. Australia and Canada are like basically identical. Yeah, bomb ass music with the exception of Justin Bieber. You guys are killing the game when it comes to music. You got the weekend, you got <laughs> Rush, you got all kinds like all of shit. Some of the biggest actors are all Canadians, too. 
Yeah, dude. No, yeah, there's a lot of good shit up there. But um, no, I mean, like, uh, what else are you guys trying to get into, man? I, I, anything else on your minds? I know everyone kind of does research on on shit like this, but I just listen to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I wanted to say that there's a really good documentary that's still on YouTube called Spin. Um, I think if you search like Spin, like 1992, it's about that election in America. So I was a child, um, barely remember it. It was between um, what Clinton and Bush senior. Bush senior. And it's, yeah, so it's really interesting. Um, It's about an hour and a half, maybe. No, I think it's about 52 minutes. It's not even that long. Um, But it's taken from old satellite feeds, like the big satellites that we had, where um, you used to be able to get the whole satellite feed, which was like live all the time. And it wasn't just a packaged TV like we get now. Sure. Um, So that guy took like all these feeds of like all these, um, because I think it was like the first presidential um, election that was put on TV like that, you know, like, and um, so he's got all these, uh, behind the scenes of like makeup being done and like kind of uh you know hot mics before they went on um Larry King and Pat Robinson all kinds of people in what way huh it was the worst election what way sorry you hear me no no the first election that was kind of televised like that Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, but okay. but I brought it up just because like I, I've watched it just a few times, but um like I'm gonna start probably like a podcast sometime and um I can imagine like probably yeah. I don't think you could <laughs> I don't think you could really screen that um and watch it with your audience like on YouTube, but I've seen people do stuff like that on um like Twitch or something. So like that's something that I would just hopefully show like verbatim to people because like getting them to watch it on their own it's kind of a obscure thing but it's so telling like if you go and watch it again spin um it it tells a lot about um there was one guy i cannot remember his name but that's the point um if they don't want you to be on the political stage they will like literally just erase you you know like they'll crop you out of photos or just like not let you debate and like that happened to one guy in that election and like i said i was a child so only watching it a few times, I don't remember exactly who it was, but I mean, like, I can see how, Ross you know, it, I was going to say it was a Ross Perot. No, I mean, like, my dad actually, I think, voted for that guy back then. Um, Interesting. <laughs> or no, he voted for Nader, I think, right? That um, was in the Bush, Bush uh, Jr. I got to show uh, you guys this shit real senior, quick. Keep senior, going. Junior was W. So, like, that was the first time I voted was 2004 um I was 18 and that was my first election was with him and like obviously like um I I said before on I think Alex and ben, I, I was punk back then so I remember like rock against Bush and everyone being against Bush and now we're all on the side of the establishment so we've went full circle um but yeah that that's I mean I can see how it happens now because it, it happened back then I don't know how long that's been going on but obviously if they don't want you to be a player they just straight up they own the media they'll just cut you out and it, it's a really really interesting um like I'm going to download it and kind of archive it because I just don't think it's going to be up much longer in this climate uh, but yeah, yeah that's like, an in- that's an interesting election too Marianne because of right. the ties between Bush and Clinton Right. Because Bush was flying all of his cocaine into Mena, Arkansas, which Clinton was the governor of, uh, at the time. So it, it almost makes you kind of think there was like a, a, a 
back, you know, backdoor meeting that, hey, listen, you want me to blow up your cocaine distribution? uh, Then let me be president. I won't say anything. You know, right. I think, well, I think that, um, like, so like Trump, like, unfortunately, I, I went through a whole whirlwind, like before, um, and I would say like 2015, like I fell for all this stuff with like Black Lives Matter in the beginning. And I was still like, kind of like straight leftist. And then, and I was concerned about the kind of massive, like love of Trump where it kind of scared me. Right. And then at first, I was kind of like oh this is kind of creepy um and then after that I would say that I kind of started to maybe like fall for it or at least like think that it was like maybe a good thing like someone cared you know you always have that hope um but then like after I think I watched no more news video like um I think it was called gangsta's paradise not gangsta's paradise um, you might be able to find on bitch shoot now, but obviously he's been taken down. Um, but I think that after that, I realized he was kind of like, once he was bailed out back in like the eighties and nineties for his casinos, that he was just kind of an owned man worth more to them, the bankers that are, you know, I mean, alive than dead. Cause he was a good salesman. So I think that he played a role. I am convinced that whoever is in power, you know, they have their agenda. So it doesn't really matter. So like blaming that person is just a scapegoat, you know? I don't think it really matters. Um, but yeah, that election was really interesting. I will say too, that you can you can look up um, Clinton and I, I guess like what Hillary, they, um, they've they got, you know, a whole list of, of all their, their bad sins, but um, yeah. they actually- Clinton body count. <laughs> creepy thing about them is like they they love Haiti right and they they play it off like they go there and do all this um charity and they help them even though the Haitians hate them and you know like it's a, it's a joke like they'll never see the money that you donate to the Clinton Foundation yada yada but um I found articles back in the day where they had went Bill Clinton had went to do um these like voodoo rituals so there's like all these like really weird stuff where it's like and what I read, and it's a real article, you can look it up, I hope it's still there, so I don't sound too crazy, um, but yeah, they did some voodoo rituals right before he got elected, and um, the caveat was like, well, there's still free will, so don't like F it up, you know, but obviously, I think that he did as far as like his whole scandal and stuff like that, so um, these people think they're untouchable, you know, even with things like that and getting you in or being in the club or whatever, like they, they'll still tear you down. Like, I don't think there's any, um, you know, like some people are too powerful to where like they're in the club, but you know, they'll still like kind of knock you down a peg or two. Yeah. No, I mean, it's crazy. And you you mentioned the bushes and that's why, like, why I wanted to get this fucking thing that I, but like the bushes, I think wasn't HW Bush, the first director of the CIA, you know, it was the OSS and then it goes to the bushes. They were crime bosses to the max. So dude, I found this, this is George (laughs) HW Bush. It's the shit. I bought this at a local bookstore, but the propaganda on this, I don't know if you can see it red, white, and W. And then you got shit like this, you know, just like random little things. My favorite was, where is this one? On the back. Where is it? Oh, yeah. America's quarterback. Look at that. (laughs) He's America's quarterback, dude. So, I mean, like they just show all these things and supposedly he talks, but it doesn't work. He says fun little things like I come from Texas. I didn't have Hollywood people come down. I didn't have an advisor on my staff trying to convert me into some kind of alpha male. You know, it's no. just like he says shit Wrong like that. Spin. And it's just the propaganda. That whole, family, 
that whole family creeps me out. So I'll have two things. Crazy. No. And like, it's crazy. Cause like my boomer dad, like we were going to exchange books one time and we were all excited. Like maybe we'll turn the other or something. My dad went and bought George W's book and like brought it over to me and I, I couldn't throw it away. You know, I didn't have the heart. He just went and bought it for me, but I ended up <laughs> it later when I moved, but I was like, dad, like, I know how this works. Like he didn't write this. I'm not going to read it. Like, this is, yes, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it sucks. Like, but I'm like, dude, and it's crazy because like my dad like introduced me to Hunter Thompson, which I don't think is the greatest guy ever anymore. Um, Ken Kesey, he was into that whole counterculture thing. And he read, you know, later in life, right, all these like Tom Clancy books. So I'm like, you're not that disconnected. I don't really get it, um, honestly, with them sometimes. But well, Hunter Thompson, to your point, Hunter Thompson is a yeah. piece of shit, but he was yeah. a brilliant artist. That's one of those things where you got to separate hard. the art from the artist. Absolutely. That dude is a great, great, uh, great, great author. Um, really interesting character. Supposedly he killed himself just to feel what death felt like. No, no, Don't... no, 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 no. He had his family over. I don't think he did that. I think someone was up there with him. It, it was weird. Yeah. And it's upsetting, but, um, but I, I just want to say that George W actually, um, he mentioned the new world order. We know that, but he actually like, oh, HW, wanted, yeah. he wanted to have like a CERN style, like, um, hydron collider in Texas. I don't know yeah. if they built it. Yeah, so I remember him talking about that and like he was really pushing for that back when he was president. And then um, there's like a really weird rumor about um, the mom. What was her name? Barbara Bush. Barb, like being, Barb, Lady Barb. Being the like um, the offspring of like Crowley or whatever. Yes, like, yes. Like, so there's, there's like, I mean, there's layers upon layers with some of these people that both of those families are so creepy and just like, I mean, there any rumor that you hear, you know, has some bit of truth, honestly. Like, it doesn't. Well, matter. get this supposedly <laughs> Prescott, who was HW's dad, was the descendant of one of Hitler's cabinet members. Like, oh I God. forget if I forget exactly who it was, but then you look into the idea that um prescott was helping facilitate world war ii in a big big way and then again it was oss was what the cia was until after world war ii and then who becomes the first director of the cia like we we're talking about hw bush so like that is his spot in history and supposedly um you know even though hw bush was like this kind of like this cuck type dude like big pussy in the public eye and behind the scenes he's this brutal like murder murder for like the smallest thing um so i find that very interesting um we want to wrap up here shortly guys um but i do want to hear from you know anyone else that just had interesting things to say here uh now that you guys are rich and famous do you have any plans on oh. where you want to take the podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we are not rich and famous. Um, but you know, thanks to you guys, we are, we're, uh, you know, getting, getting somewhere, but no, dude, it, it, it's just, I, I find it funny. Um, you know, just seeing how the show's kind of grown is fun. And, um, you know, it's just, it's been a, been a really cool ride, man. We enjoy it. Learning lots too, but we picked a good time to start it, you know, worldwide pandemic. We did. We started it in March of 2020. So yeah. um, it was actually before we got locked down. Brandon was actually planning on going to Disneyland the week or two after we started. And uh, I think the third time in history that they closed Disneyland. So it was interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, we're played all around the world. I think we're in like 103 countries or something like that. I, I forget how many countries we're played in. So, I mean, it's fun. And it's just, I mean, like I said, it's cool to just talk to you guys and like just hear the different 
perspectives on shit you know there's no right way to see these kinds of things but they it, it if you look into it for too much and i think this is why brandon doesn't do it too much but it will drive you fucking nuts dude it will drive you crazy if you're just constantly looking into the pedophilia and the fucking like just the the dark undertakings that the, the new world order's doing it's just it's scary and you know i've been in the game as far as like researching for like probably 12 years now but um deep as fuck like this um for about a year or two and it's it's really it's weird it's weird you got to take a break every once in a while yeah and and you can't try and change anybody's mind either that's the other thing i realized is you know you can go down these rabbit holes but once you start trying to push it on other people you're just going to push them away you know and and unless somebody asks you about something it's not even worth trying to explain some of this stuff because you sound crazy, but it's like, man, it, it is this deep. Well, I know? I know. I I do think though that <clears throat> there isn't isn't there some if these things are really happening as the conspiracy theory you know community says that they are, don't you don't guys feel though some some moral like push? Like you're kind of a bad person if you don't talk about this and scream it from the top of the top of a hill and damned if you look crazy um i I don't i don't know if that's a simplistic way of of thinking about it but i know i remember you know in the in the church that that was a very very powerful thing like you know you're you're here to be fishermen of men in in a christian church and i just feel like you guys are placed you got a lot of good talkers in your group they don't sound crazy they make they do make a lot of money sometimes um isn't it david ike well yeah but Chelsea, he's not a good example <laughs> he's a but great example it isn't it a dude marketed no, not his first television appearance like that's all i see when i think of david i as much as he's been correct you know like and and he's vindicated now no i want to say i heard while i'm talking uh my last thing i heard a really really good analogy i was stoned this one night and i listened to this one guy um on youtube i don't know where it was i he was some kind of philosopher um, but he, he said that people that maybe aren't awake, right. Um, like when you're sleeping normally, you get cranky if someone wakes you up prematurely. Mm-hmm. I know I do. Um, so he said that, you know, trying to share the truth, you know, your truth with other people before they're ready, if maybe they have a different soul contract or whatever you want to call it. And that I think is the best analogy that I have and it helps me to kind of keep it back from people instead of trying to always yeah you want to shout it from the rooftops um these things are important they are happening they're absolutely real you do have to take breaks you have to protect yourself everyone's different um but yeah trying to i don't try to share it with everyone now if they're not willing like i'll post it on my stories i'll post it on you know my social media and people know what to expect from me but they have a choice (laughs) yeah no for sure i mean the whole thing was makes sense I'm sorry. With the whole thing with social media is you can unfollow someone if you don't like the shit they're posting. Um, my favorite thing is like every like Thanksgiving or anytime like I'm hanging out with extended family, I do kind of drop a few like 9-11 truth bombs. Um, you know, just the fun things. <laughs> oh, I don't dude, get it. I stir it up all the time. That, and that's the thing. It's like, got to be friends and family know you. They know what to expect. Yeah. And, and you're just kind of emboldened to, to be that. And yeah, it takes a different form. Like I think every time and you get I don't know. I, I think it helps yeah. to be in circles where you feel comfortable, but 
Yeah, most people don't care. Most people just want to be comfortable. Well, yeah, and that was my point. Like, like when it comes to Thanksgiving, I'm not bringing up like the pedophilia and shit like no. that. I'm talking about like the easy things, you know, JFK, 9/11, moon landing. Like yeah, exactly. The <laughs> fun. Not that 9/11 or JFK were Those fun. Go anywhere though. What else are we gonna do? Well, that's the thing. I mean, like you don't want to be bringing up like, hey, did you know that at Comet Ping Pong there actually was a basement? There's proof of this, uh, you know, 2009 uh, demolition project or whatever. You know, like you don't want to be. Mandela's a good one now. Yeah, I mean it is, but at the same time, it's not because you know my family, eighty uh, percent Trump voters, as far as like the ones that that I uh, you know interact with on, on a regular basis, eighty percent Trump voters, twenty percent uh, Biden voters, or just uh, you know Democrat no matter what, blue no matter who type people. Um, so it is something that uh, you know we we all can give each other a hard time and still you know walk away you know saying I love you or whatever. But uh, sometimes it's just not, uh, it, it is tough. It's tough to bring up these kinds of things where it's like, you know, and that's why I think that it's cool to be able to interact with people. Dude, I don't know about Brandon, but I mean, I've made so many fucking friends around the country and around the world, really, for doing this kind of shit in like the last year. So that's what's kind of cool. And it's like-minded people. And even though Brandon doesn't think the same way um, as a lot of us do, I, I know for a fact that he's interacted with a lot more people lately. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like, it's just a cool thing to, to hear like the crazy theories and to learn more shit. I mean, I've learned more in this last year than I did in my four years of high school. I'll tell you that right fucking now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it, it's just, it's interesting. Yeah. And to that point, the, 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 the reason why the show works so well and the dynamic between you two is that, I think everybody has a friend that uh, one of us has a friend like Brandon, you know, or, or a relative like Brandon that's on the other side. And, and <laughs> it's great been because Brandon. I've been Brandon. Yeah. Like we all have and, a Brandon in us. Oh, no. My, <laughs> my friend, my friends just, it says the same thing. Show me the link. Show me the link. Where's the proof? Where's the yeah. facts? You Some know, of my best friends are still there right now. And I, I realized that I was in a bubble. I've moved away a little bit, but I, I moved to Portland and to Northern California. So I've never even left the West coast. So, you know, I, I kind of like when I was first starting to be conservative in like 2015 ish, like I had to hide it. You know, I'd listen on headphones. Like I didn't want people to know because it was not around me. Yeah. Yeah. You're racist. If you're Republican over in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. I had like, I mean, and, and they pop up now, like on people I may know, I'm not friends with them, but they're, they're stalking me now. And like, I see that, but yeah, like, I mean, they're, I, I click on one of my old roommates, uh, you know, profiles just the other day and it's like, she, her, and you know, I, I know all oh, kinds boy. of people. Yeah. And well, um, I do lately I've been announcing myself as Ryan. My pronouns are he, him. I do say that, but it's a joke. Maybe we should. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have anything against it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's a um, given for me. Yeah. That you're a he, him. No, she said she, her. Oh, okay. So you're it's she, redundant. She, she, her. Yeah. Brandon, I think Brandon's a they, them. Um, but then we got, you know, it <laughs> just, it is what it is. Man. Can I'm I a- be like, probably, probably not. <laughs> i'm a i'm a warlock warlock slash super saiyan thank you very much and i appreciate you guys <laughs> calling me by just that all right i always say he haw did you get hee-haw. bit by a, a wolf <laughs> no yeah man no it's just uh yeah no this is great though guys so i mean i i really do appreciate um 
every single one of you guys, man. I mean, like Justin, you and Ron supported us early on big time. And then just the new people jumping in too, man. I mean, Matt, you bought like four shirts already from us, dude. Like you're really supporting everyone. Like it doesn't matter if it's $3 or whatever. I really, really, um, it helps us just get a little closer to like where we want to be at. Arturo, where are you at? By the way, are you in California? Yeah, yeah, I'm over here by Los Angeles. By Los Angeles, not in Los Angeles? No, no, no. I'm part, uh, it's called the Inland Empire. I'm probably like half an hour away. Okay. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, that, that whole city is a metropolis anyway. But no, I was just curious, dude, because when we started off, we kind of went around and we were t- kind of talking about where we were at and shit. So, oh, um, cool. but yeah, dude, thanks for jumping in, man. And, um, you no know, problem. just kind of talking a little shit um and and yeah we'll have to uh if any of you guys are interested in doing episodes i know we had something planned with matt marianne uh you are weird in the best way possible and the shit that you say is fascinating so uh (laughs) i i want to hear from what you got to say um justin i know you got a lot of shit in your head arturo have you got anything Mm -hmm. else daryl i i'd really be interested in hearing about like uh the canadian politics and like the 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 theories about justin trudeau and china being uh you know sort of occupying canada covertly um, yeah there's, but, there's a big chinese ties here yeah no i know for a fact dude there's really weird shit with the oil company and they got i think they still have those two uh pedestrians up there the two civilians yeah the two michaels yeah yeah so i mean that's a an episode on its own dude so if you guys are interested just slide in the dms or you can um brandon kind of uh controls the patreon Colin is just listening in here. Um, but same goes for you, Colin. So um, I mean, everyone, dude, uh really be interested in doing episodes with you guys if you if you uh feel so inclined. And then Matt, we need to definitely, since we've already talked about this one, um, we'll have to for sure uh line that up ASAP, man. The Disney shit. Sounds good. So well, cool guys. I mean, I appreciate every single one of you, and um, I hope you all have a great night. Awesome, man. All right. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Take care, guys.